0: Last week on the Poison Rana Patreon we talked all about NXT from February 19th 2014 in a brand new episode of Was Next. Oh sorry, Casey Marion was trained by Affa and Seeker. Wow. So maybe we'll see him come back in the Bloodline.
1: Uh I wouldn't hold your breath. You don't
0: think? No. Big can, big reveal that. Can, yeah, the Celtic sinner, big Casey Marion? That, uh Royal Rumble is is Casey Marion comes to to help roman be randy the celtic Th- sinner think of the pop his
1: finishing move is the celtic crunch yeah the irish Lionheart. nice celtic crunch that sounds
0: like an irish cereal brand yeah, yeah. With guinness in it yeah.
1: <laughs> get this show plus nxt retro reviews wrestling reviews movie reviews and so much more over at patreon.com slash poison and it's only five bucks so what are you waiting for
0: Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch we burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on your own, you can never really know what's up next.
1: Oh, hello. I think I made it work. Wow. The guy who never uses this is somewhat live, and I think I've done it. Wow. Wow, I did it. Hello, everybody. Brayden Harrington here, and uh, not by my side is DVP. He has the night off, and I'm hoping he's making the best of it. Love, my brother. But I'm joined by a ginger fake Australian farmer is here with me today. Hello, Mr. Dickie Bird. How are you? As I try to figure out how to do this, (laughs) I'm making you fly all over the place. This is great.
2: Everyone everyone needs to watch the video of this version. If if you're listening to the audio, you're missing out. (laughs) Uh, How are you? Yeah, good. Good. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm a fake of. Uh, I'm definitely ginger. Um, I am a fake Australian, and I am also a fake farmer, to be honest. So... I'm not a farmer at all. I meant you were a fake
1: know. Aussie because you're a, a, what, you're a, uh, you're not a real Australian, but you live in Australia.
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kiwi and I did what um, quite a lot of Kiwis do, which is, you know, say, all right, I'm going to go live somewhere warmer because, <laughs> uh, you know, you don't need any sort of uh, visa requirements. You just get on a plane and they say, how long are you going to stay here for? And you go, I don't know, forever. <laughs> and they're like okay cool uh
1: well we're here on the post-wrestling feed hello everybody it is up next it is a tuesday night or possibly a tuesday morning for you in australia what what time exactly did NXT?
2: when wednesday morning we're in the future not in the past
1: right Yeah. yeah yeah sorry yeah wednesday morning right that's right yeah, ma- quick maths uh, Welcome everyone, it's Tuesday night for me So it's time to talk about some NXT And uh, Dickie, you can be my NXT friend
2: <laughs> Can I just be your regular friend?
1: Do I have yeah, to be you- your
2: NXT?
1: <laughs> Alright, well today you're forced to be my NXT friend No, that's fine, that's fine I had fun,
2: I had fun watching So,
1: Yeah, so uh, it's going to be great Because Dickie only jumped back on watching Only like a few, what, a week or so ago When I asked you to do this show <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, the the truth is, since I had a child, I, and I'm not one of those people where I'm like, oh, I've got no time and blah, blah, blah. It's just I have to be a bit more selective with my time. Yes. And you've got Raw on Monday, NXT on Tuesday, and AEW on Wednesday, and I just can't do three straight days. And people would ask, well, why do you, why are you bothering watching Raw? And the truth is is that my child goes to daycare on Monday and goes to daycare on the Wednesday. And of course, here in Australia, the shows are on in the middle of the day. So I'm, I've got the time to do it. Uh, He's not at daycare on a Tuesday. So I tend to just go, well, that's NXT out the window. Um, so it's been a while. I, I, I caught it last week since I knew I was going to be on the show. I caught it last week just to say like, Oh God, I better, uh, I better watch it. And of course I watched Deadline as well. Um, but I listened to you guys and I listen to John and Way as well, who, who often talk about it or, or, you know, just briefly ask each other on their thoughts and stuff. But the, the key thing is always, Putting um, faces to names is is always like a shock. <laughs> like like I hear you guys talk about someone, but I don't know what they look like because I don't watch the show. And then and then I see them, and I'm like, that is not who I pictured. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. I don't we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have some.
1: Spoilers. We're going to have some great first impressions on a lot. I mean, there were some people who are first impressions of me with the whole breakout tournament too. So like NXT, it is still kind of fun. I know you're a, a, a real sports fan and you, you know, this is still like a developmental of like your first glimpses before kind of they get even like more popular. Yeah, you're wearing, what is that? A Braves jersey, you sicko. Uh, yeah, at least the Braves didn't get Otani. So screw you. Pal, and the dogs uh, get
2: everyone, I guess. Yeah. But anyway,
1: uh, like, 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 it's interesting to get per- people's uh, perspectives on on this show because it has been like rubbed through that that paint splatter mud that like is still in a lot of people's eyes. But after I'd say you checked out Deadline, obviously, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd say like I I my hype going into that show like wasn't like. You know, really at all there, but coming out of it, the two iron survivor matches, specifically the men's one that we'll talk about even more later with some choice words from trick Williams on tonight's show. Like, yeah, that was a a solid match. But what did, what did you think? Any quick thoughts on, on deadline from this past weekend?
2: I I agree the the Iron Survivor the Iron Survivor men's see this even that's kind of new to me. I do remember it from from last year, but I remember just being like, What? I don't understand the rules of I it. Mean, I felt a bit more familiar with it, but I there's something about um clocks that count upwards that really fuck with my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I Man look penalty at it and marches. I'm like, Well, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, there's 20 minutes left in this match. And I don't realize that it's counting upwards from zero. And there's only what, like five minutes left or something. But anyway, so that the men's iron survivor match was, was very good. Um, but I guess I had a slight bit of an issue, um, going into the main event because I didn't really, I didn't really know. What the matches were, even though I saw the NXT the, the the day before, like it's it, I only had one week of build up, so it didn't really stick exactly who's in what. I knew there were two Iron Survivor Challenge um, matches, and I knew there was a um, heavyweight championship, and I guess like the Wesley thing was was pretty memorable, so I knew the you know. But
1: anyway, it's like Baron Corbin was in the main event <laughs> of the show. Like, hey. Watch the way you talk about this guy. He's friends with Taylor Swift, okay? Better watch it. He could be the connection that brings Taylor Swift to WrestleMania. Is,
2: ta- is Taylor Swift in the women's breakout tournament or something? <laughs> Who's Taylor Swift?
1: <laughs> All right. Now you're talking nonsense. No, no. I'm joking. But yeah, you're not a Baron Corbin fan <laughs> Good. Uh, as well. Yeah. I, he's he's just, he's just really boring. And uh, bless him for, you know, still doing his thing but yeah we can move on from that and i think nxt is on a on a bit of a wave going forward with like some of the the matchups and rivalries and and come of the the feuds and stuff so i think they've done a good job of kind of honestly winning me back man I, i know people who listen like going through the past little while the year or so like there's been a lot of ups and downs and stuff that hasn't worked but for the last while like since doing ple's back on the road like it has gotten my interest. There's always some wrestling that sticks out and like delivers, and it it definitely did more than that on on that show with those two specifically those two matches. Everything else, yeah, could could leave it. But but yeah, I I definitely um was a fan of it. Um, some other things before we get jump into tonight's show and stuff. I watched a segment from Raw, which I thought was one of the best segments from Raw in absolute years i'm talking this segment just in my head i heard limp biscuit my way and the two guys in the video are seth rollins and cm punk what did you think of the whole uh well maybe i could rewind what do you think of cm punk in wwe but also what did you think of the promo off between seth and punk
2: So remember when I said to you that due to having a child, I have to be selective. And so therefore I just can't watch three wrestling shows in a row. Well, I had to switch out today's NXT for Raw. So I didn't, I didn't didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. No. And I I was talking to B Detroit yesterday and I told him like, if I don't watch a wrestling show live, like I'll never, um, you know, I just don't. Never go back. I've I've wow. still not seen All In from Wembley because it was on at three o'clock in the morning here, and I just fell asleep as it started, <laughs> and I would just woke up and I went like, "Well, I'll never watch that again." Wow. Now, to to be fair, I did see some clips, but I should like just because I don't even follow like WWE on on social media or anything because it's just too much. I don't believe it or not, I know how like that's how some people digest their their content. I can't even follow them on social media because it's just. Anyway, um, so I will seek it out. Um, be, I listened to John and Way talk about it as well. And, you know, I think again, we, we kind of know what we're expecting. Well, I guess we, we, we should know that we, we can expect this type of, of heat between the two because CM Punk is very good at it. But we all kind of have this sort of, like, we all kind of grit our teeth a little bit because we're like, CM Punk going to like get upset by something he says and punch him backstage or something like you, you, you'd obviously assume not, but you'd assume that with the hangman page stuff. And, you know, he said something that, that pissed him off. And, and I don't, and and from what I've seen so far of CM Punk, cause then I saw him on deadline and, and I saw him on SmackDown. Um, I feel like he 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 does ad lib a little bit. He goes just a little bit off script in a in a few areas, sort of thing. And so, you know, I, I kind of I don't know. I'm just expecting the worst at, at, at this point with um, with CM Punk. But I watch with fascination. Don't get me wrong. I'm mean, in no way negative about it. I, I think it's just the the story of this man since he. I think really since he came back, or I guess just before he left after brawl out, um, you know, just everything that goes on behind the scenes is is fascinating. Yeah, so, it's just uh, become I'll like continue. yeah,
1: it's like it's like you just can't look away from it. It's like the the, the interest and in drama of like backstage wrestling can be way more interesting than the actual wrestling. Half the time, and definitely, he's the one guy in this generation that just seems to always have things gravitating around him, and and people interested in everything he does, and especially when it's involving people punching people and choking people out. It's 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 interesting, and you know, I I'm a huge fan of AEW and all the people over there for creating like AEW. Like, if if AEW didn't light this fire under WWE's ass, like who knows in the state we'd be, in it'd still be Vince, you know you know running orders and stuff but aw like clearly messed up with letting this guy slip out their fingers like that is without a doubt like whatever happened was it the bucks not wanting to meet with him or something like whatever this actual story is is like yeah you still let him go and could not put like money and the company first and that seems What WWE, Triple H, Seth, all these people are, in fact, doing. So it even has my interest in that level. Like, wow, this guy, it seems like he is turning over a new leaf until maybe he punches somebody. But I guess that's to be seen.
2: Yeah, and uh, look, AEW, they did what they had to do by... Releasing him, firing him, whatever at that point. But it should have never got to that point. You know, that's right. the, the problem, right? Yeah. And so there's definitely a, there's some sort of culture issue in, in AEW just with how people are allowed to be or, you know, I, I get the feeling like in WWE, you, 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 you're sort of told and maybe at an NXT level, you know, how to, present yourself backstage you know what to do sort of thing and 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 it kind of sculpts these people into a a culture that maybe is a little bit stale and not as interesting as people punching and slapping each other and getting suspended left right and center but it's a workplace so that stuff is kind of important in any workplace yeah um and, you know, Tony Khan said at a press conference that, oh, you know, Brett and Sean made lots of money, you know, sort of thing. And it's like, if that's your idea of 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 your workplace culture, oh, that's that's tough. So he's in an environment now where there's more of a chance that he will be successful without – going off the rails probably more because people will know not to push his buttons or they've at least been conditioned not to do such a thing to anybody. So, so I don't know, you know, I I think it'll be fine. I kind of hope that we see him at WrestleMania and that he doesn't, blow the whole thing up before them because I would have I guess I would have seen him in my last trip but uh, and of course he got injured so I'm not going to you know I, I don't blame anybody for that but if he hadn't have got injured he still would have punched a bunch of people and been suspended and I wouldn't have seen him so I'm kind of hoping that he's at WrestleMania and I can tick it off my my bucket list but you know
1: yeah I you know what that's definitely it like while you got it while you can book him for WrestleMania and hell give him the main event against whoever The issue is have him job (laughs) have Seth beat him at WrestleMania if that is the WrestleMania match. But after that promo off, I definitely am like, yeah, that's the match that we need to see at WrestleMania, especially since Punk saying he's now in the Royal Rumble. So uh, very interesting. Raw Rumble season is definitely like this. WWE is is firing like on multiple cylinders here, all cylinders, and it's definitely a lot more interesting than it's been in like years. And Punk obviously coming in, but you still have all these other hot characters going on right now that just makes it really good, makes it really exciting. Um, definitely looking forward to the Rumble, and it's going to be uh great to to kind of see who wins and and where our WrestleMania card kind of goes toward because there's a lot. Could we see okada in wwe could we see that happen because that the, you know people are, are going off saying you know his contract this and that i personally think he's staying in japan you know he's got a young family now and and he's like the guy there but i don't know what would you would you want to see okada elsewhere and do you think it could be wwe raw smackdown nxt yeah i
2: th- I think shinsuke might be in his ear and tells him all about his surfing surf with me
1: please come
2: surf it's a way of also getting pretty much a free visa in in you know a free green card in a way because wwe will obviously sponsor you and, and all that sort of stuff so i mean it really depends on on whether it's he's in an out burger, you know, have him by the balls. And he (laughs) wants to live in the United States because look, if he wants to live in the United States, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, you know, you've lived somewhere for your whole life. You've made a shit ton of money, you know, time to live somewhere for a bit. I don't know. You you don't know what his his motives are, but I don't think, uh, I don't, Yeah, it's a a tough one. I want to say I don't think AEW's in the mix. But, of course, then they are in the mix if he does want to stay in Japan.
1: Yeah, he can still do, you know, special shows like he's been doing already. So, yeah. And, I mean, what about TNA? Do you think? (laughs) No, I don't think so, uh, unfortunately. But they got Trent Seven, which is, he also does the Rainmakers. So, (laughs) you know, pretty much the same. Uh, essentially, but I love Trent Seven too, but you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, people are saying Okada. I, I definitely think maybe we'll see some of more New Japan and AEW matches, but not so much him in, in WWE. Uh, before we jump into some NXT though, we do have some, uh, housekeeping. Those of you who might not recognize Dickie's voice, you should get familiar and listen to Eagles Don't Hunt Flies. On the Poison Rana podcast network, search Poison Rana in your podcast app or poisonrana.ca for the links of all the stuff we do. Dickie, Martin Bushby and Brandon from New Jersey. You host a show once a month where you are the Ambrose and you talk all about John Moxley. Uh, you've done only a few shows thus far, but your last one had me giggling with the name Moxie Music. Uh, clearly, that was a Martin Bushby uh, move. I know he's a fan of Roxy music. He's got to be. But I loved this episode where you three dissected the themes, the history of music in Moxley's career, even including his WWE, even including the Deftones. But it was a pretty good show.
2: Yeah, it's one of my favourite shows to, to 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 I was going to say to do. It's the only show I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's actually a show I love. It's a it's a it's a it's a show that, as a concept, I would definitely listen. Like if I'm wasn't a part of it, I'm not even sure why I'm a part of it. I mean, Martin, he just he twisted my arm one day, and I said, as long as it's not. uh any any more frequent than once a month then i can I can do it otherwise because, which I think is good I think it, you know it's, it lets it percolate and all that sort of stuff um but look i'm a, you know i'm a huge fan of of John moxley you, people don't really know it because i don't tend to I don't know. I I keep a lot of things personal. I, it's very similar to music, which sort of ties in with the last episode. Like, I don't really talk about what my favorite bands and music. I are was
1: stuck them. at your music. And then I realized, no, I'm I'm not at all. Actually, You were like, oh, and yeah, then- I loved uh, EDM and Daft Punk. And I'm like, wow, that's shut. No, actually, no, it's not. Yeah.
2: And it's not even like, it's not even because I'm embarrassed or anything. It's just, it's just this weird personal thing. Like I listen to a lot of music when I, when I work and, and it helps me like get into the zone and and sort of thing. So I don't really care what, what it is, or if anybody has an opinion on it, you know, I just need something to, to get me inspired, get the heart rate going, get me focused. That's that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and so going back to to Moxley, you know, there's I find that there's just so many parallels in, in my own personal life with uh with this man, the man Jonathan Good, um behind the scenes, you know, reading his book and, and listening to the few interviews that he's done, but you know, he he the things he says like I just so relatable even now with like um being a new father that I am and it, he's not too long since you know, he's a couple of years ahead. Um, in his fatherhood journey, very similar. The way he talks about <laughs> he, say, he said he thought like his little baby was like an alien when that, when when the first when when uh, she was first born, Nora was first born, and I felt the exact same way. I'm <laughs> like, what is this thing? Like, it doesn't he can't even see. Like, but then later, you know, it, it sort of starts working its way. And so I was like, so good. So anyway, yeah, that once a month the three of us you know martin bushby holds the thing together he's a, he's an absolute pro and and i think you guys are so lucky to to have him uh, uh, brandon and i are interchangeable but as long as you you keep uh, keep bushby around i think uh, this will be a a hit show
1: yeah i wonder if one day uh, Moxley will listen to you guys just just sitting around <laughs> I don't talking think about so. him. <laughs> just, just Talking I, I, about his life,
2: yeah, I don't think he would be interested in listening no. to a podcast of people talking about him, and that would be it. Doesn't matter who that who it was or whatever. He's just he's too cool for school, man. Like he just, I it's agree. not even you know. He just the, the yeah. man who gives
1: the the what did he call his book? The book that gives no fucks is exactly. what he called his book. Just, Bless cares? him. Bless John mm. Moxley. but And bless Eagles Don't Hunt Flies. Check that show out every month. Uh, it's free on Poison Rana, as well as What Up Doe, as well as Poison Rana. Davey and I will be back this Sunday, actually, to do a new Poison Rana show where we'll talk all about some AE dubs, some WWE, and more punk, of course. We're going live at 2 p.m. on the Poison Rana feed. Next Wednesday night, before Dynamite, tune in to the Poison Rana Christmas Party where we're going to play some party games. And it's gonna be pretty funny uh, stuff. So bring your Baileys, bring your rum, bring whatever you need to <laughs> have some t- fun. Bring
2: your Dakota Kai's, bring your so <laughs> yeah, bring whatever. your Baileys, bring
1: <laughs> your Dakota <Kai's>. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> uh, So so yeah, that's happening on the the Wednesday. I know Bushby is doing the the wrestling quiz of the year with tons of featured guests on the Thursday. So definitely follow all our socials for lots and lots of fun and free content but if you do like more content we do have a patreon.com slash poison rana where davy and i do so many different shows once a week we get together and record a bonus show this past week we did a was next looking at the february 19th go home edition of nxt to the first ever arrival which will be our next episode of was next so looking forward to that too But today, I spent way too many hours with Davey over Zoom and a few guests featuring Kevin and Emmanuel to talk about Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. It's a long movie, but hey, it's still pretty damn good. So we talk out and nerd out, I mean, all about this movie. This show is coming out on our Patreon later this week. So all you Middle Earth fans, that is for you. We've now done all three of the Lord of the Rings movie reviews, so check those out. On our Patreon, it's only five bucks to join, and you get access to everything else that we've done in that back archive. And coming up, we're doing a best match ever, CM Punk in WWE. We would love some feedback and recommendations, so hit me up with your favorite Punk WWE matches, and don't just say Money in the Bank 2011. I know we we'll talk we're gonna talk about it. Obviously, it's good, but I want other ones uh, there. And okay, last plugs before we go into some NXT. I swear, but. Dickie, you're on with me, and mm. you've helped us come up with our own new merchandise website. Look at us. We're balling on there. Everyone go to chopped teescom right now. Scroll while you're listening. Unless you're driving, do not do that. And <laughs> check out all the great merch that we have up there on this website that Dicky has put together himself. He is a madman. Please explain a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not going to harp on too much because we've got an NXT review to, to get to. And, and for most people, they're just like, it's a, it, you know, I get it. It's a merch store. You had merch some one place and now you've got it another place. And yeah, there's, there's hats and, and, and more, you know, a wider range of the, of a catalog to, to choose from, um, than you had previously. But I guess the what inspired me to really do this is just because, you know, last year when I was hanging out with you guys, one thing I really took for granted was how much you actually work uh, on this venture. You know, I I don't think people realize the the slog that all of it is. It's something that I couldn't do. You know, like, like I said, if you wonder why uh, eagles hunt, uh, eagles don't hunt flies only once a month. You know, that's because of me because I'm like I you know, I, and here you are, uh, here you guys are, busting your ass and and in and out week in week out doing all of this. You've just mentioned that you also watched Lord of the Rings and then talked about it. I cannot imagine.
1: Oh, Davey like, made me the, watch the extended shit in it. TV. Oh,
2: for God's sake. Look, I'm a Kiwi. So it's okay. I can slag it off because it's basically, <laughs> it is a New Zealand film.
1: It's still but good, I
2: mean, but man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like to see you guys, you also have day jobs as well. You work your ass off. John Cena works his ass off. He's everywhere this stuff i think a lot of people think to themselves like oh yeah i could do that and da 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 and whatever and i think a lot of people would crack under the 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 weight of having to to really keep up a, a schedule push content yep. out there it and has stuff like happened. that and I, know, and I know you guys say Like, oh yeah, we party as well and all that. But I mean, you really don't have that much time to party. Like, lockouts at two, and you like might get to karaoke at like one, like we did, and it's kind of like, all right, now you gotta go home, sort of thing. So anyway, you you know, I know the support means a lot to you guys, whether it's through Patreon or YouTube or merchandise, and you're sort of tied to these platforms that take a fee and take a cut, you know, and you can't do anything about that. Patreon's Patreon, YouTube's YouTube, but in the merchandise side, I found that there was an opportunity to have the support that people give you through merchandise go a lot further. So I'm not going to do like a hard sell with with people because <laughs> that's that's your job, not mine. Um, but what I will at least tell people from my perspective, and it's sort of like a business you know, part of the business is that we want to give more and like, we want to give a bigger part, bigger piece of the pie to the creators, the people who work so hard. And it's, you know, it's not just you guys as well. I know John away, just like, just crank out the, the content, even shout out to like the grapple guys. Like they do their spotlight things like four hours long. Like that's a huge commitment to be to be you know pushing all this content out and I just I I put it on my Twitter like your favorite content creator works way harder than than you think they do and this is really kind of you know my thought process so I, I wanted to create like a place that gives a bigger piece of the pie and sort of allows for more brands to come in and and when your audience support you by buying a piece of merch they know that a big chunk of the money that they've actually put in for that merch does go to you. Um, so that would be like my only, my only push to people is that you want to support, you'll get some cool stuff and these guys will, will
1: feel, you know, a little bit more love than maybe what they used to. Very well said. Thank you very much, Dickie for the very kind, kind words, but, uh, A lot of a lot of people out there have been asking. We've done live events in like multiple different cities over the last year: New York, London, Toronto, and people kept asking me, and I kept being like, "Oh yeah, well, we should get on this merch stuff." And it uh, really am happy that you've uh, you you've you've offered your hand and extended your this. it, It looks awesome. The website is great. We even have shot in the dark shot glasses that have now sold out. So it's just. It's insane. So thanks anyone to, who has bought something already. But also, if you haven't, go check it out because there legit is some awesome stuff up there for all the shows that we have over on our network. And more designs to to come in the near future as well. So check out all the fine stuff, chop-tees.com. And it comes to you pretty quickly. You will get it before Christmas time. Uh, so... Get yourself a gift.
2: Huh. We're on the cusp now. We're on the yeah, cusp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it is almost. Yeah. It's, it, are you yeah, in the festival? Pretty much year? next week is Christmas, right?
1: How, how's Christmas down there in Australia? I know they celebrate it on the beach because I've done it before over there. And it's, it's it was nice getting a sunburn during Christmas. But yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: huh. I mean, it, you know, I got, I got a kid now, so I got to really get into it. We just ordered our. Um, uh, he, he doesn't know what's going on yet, but he's still yeah. going to, you know, put up the lights and stuff because he finds that interesting. Yeah, uh, we just ordered our Christmas ham today, you know, to pick up the day before Christmas and stuff. You know, just the the typical farm life. Forty degrees outside, you know.
1: <laughs> well, uh, shout out any of our other Aussie listeners out there. Shout out Australia, we love you. You, you crazy people. <laughs> Let's talk about some NXT. Let's talk about some NXT from December twelfth, two thousand and twenty three. We kick off with a little intro from trick and Carmelo who are showing up here. They're bombarded by paparazzi who ask them like, what's going on? And he says, tricky, the great trick Williams tricky. Uh, did he call himself Michael trick? Uh, just going off on calling himself. Like, I hope he didn't mean Michael Vick in, in that way. Cause that definitely, I don't think he was trying to say, but uh, basically calling himself all these names and says, he's got a lot to say tonight. They both have a lot to say after their wins at deadline as it kicks off into a recap of Saturday night's deadline show. And as we come back, we see Carmelo has now been attacked very similar to the trick Williams attack, but uh, yeah, uh, kind of playing off this, like who did who done it kind of thing in NXT. And it might play into something that happens uh, a little bit later, but yes, uh, poor Mello or or poor Mello question mark there? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still acting a little suspicious towards him. I've been on on Mello's guilty from day one. We start off though with Cora Jade making her return to the NXT arena here, coming down to the ring. She has a microphone. She says after four long months, she is finally back to take her rightful place here. Uh, I didn't really understand her outfit here. She kind of was wearing a leather like jumpsuit, but she had like uh, Dixie Duke jean shorts over it. So it's like kind of kind so of strange Dixie Duke jeans Is that shorts? like like shorts like she was wearing like jorts, but like da- over- Daisy, Duke? Daisy Dukes. What did I call them? Dixie Dukes? Dixie Dukes? Oh whatever. Daisy Dukes, Dixie Dukes. Dixie Dukes is definitely not the right name for them. You are right. Uh so, but yeah, I didn't understand what why they were over her leather suit. But uh she then says that she's back to take her rightful place and she had that title held up real high at NXT Deadline. When Lyra comes out, the NXT champion, she says, uh hey, you left out the fact that the only reason you were holding that title is cuz you attacked me from behind. So uh she says why don't you you bring that because you say you haven't been here in four months but four months a lot of things have changed and Cora says oh I'm sorry did I ruffle some feathers because she's the bird lady Cora (laughs) Blair then comes out interrupting Lyra Blair comes out and says uh you know I'm the the iron survivor winner and I'm kind of next in line and Cora needs to kind of Learn her her spot here when out comes Nikita Lyons it's a whole bunch of people here. Nikita Lyons also making her return to the arena after well she did last week with that kick to Blair. She comes out and it's not long before all four of them square off and it's Nikita and Lyra kind of scaring off the heels of Cora and Blair, which sets up a match later tonight. You get a tag team match playa, so that is happening but uh what did you think of uh, the promos here? Because I, I I know Cora Jade has been away for a while, so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but right back for me, right back sounding like the kind of same old Cora Jade, which wasn't too big of a fan of her character to begin with. So uh, this definitely didn't draw me back into the character.
2: You know, how I said it's been interesting putting faces to names and, uh, on deadline, when I saw uh, Cora Jade come out, I was like, I know what this woman looks like, and that's not her. Who is this person? She looks completely different.
1: Lyra said it. In four months, a lot can change.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um I guess the I mean the whole theme for me, you know, ties into this bit as well. But the whole theme for this show for me is like it's probably makes sense that they're going to the CW network because this really does feel like a, a high school show played by people in their late twenties.
1: The grassy NXT is the grassy as I call it, yes. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. The women came out and they all bitched about each other and <laughs> set up a match set up a match and the the two the two baddie girls are kind of like, yeah, we're baddies, but we also kind of we hate each other as well because yeah high school.
1: I, I know that this like we gotta go to Lyra versus Blair because that's easily she won the match, but it's not something that's too exciting. And for me also having Cora like in the wings for the title also isn't too interesting for the whole women's championship uh, scene going forward. But I guess we'll see. We have Dragon Lee backstage. He's fresh off winning the North American title from dirty Dom. I have never seen uh, like Ray Mysterio. So happy to see his own son lose a match on Saturday night. He was just over the moon. So ecstatic. Like, wow, my son lost. I'm so happy. It's great. Great dad. Ray Mysterio is. Uh, Dragon sends his wishes to Wes Lee and says he respects Wes and hopes he can come back and recover. But in honor of Wes, he's going to throw the north american open challenge which is something wes used to do often where he would let anyone come out and face him for the title so that is happening later tonight with a mystery opponent entering that so we shall we shall see who that is but we go to our next match which was set up also from deadline briggs sorry briggs jensen and henley taking on the metaphor which uh started with these these peeps getting involved in altercation, which all set up for this one here. Uh early on, Fallon and Lash Legend are ring the ring together, and Fallon does her like house call kick to the head. That looked pretty sweet, but can't get the pin on Lash. Eventually Jensen's in, he's throwing Mensa all around the place. Lash is in again, and as they go to picture in picture, just is bullying on Fallon and continuing to beat down on her. When we come back, finally, Jensen's knee is now the target as they keep tagging in and out and attacking him here. Uh, he does this, uh, he gets like a fake tag out where Dar does this sweet leg drop down and then into an ankle lock. But finally, the hot tag to Briggs. He comes in and uh, Tiff is there. So Fallon runs off with him, but Briggs tags when, when sorry, when the Nova Rola is hit to Jensen and he sells it like he's being knocked out, but he falls over and as he is, it's when Briggs finally tags back in and when he does, he comes in and nails Noam Dar with the clothesline from hell is really what it is, especially with the JBL references in the, in the past few weeks. And gets an upset win here over noam dar who is the heritage cup champion so briggs uh showing up at nxt deadline but even more so on a bit of some momentum winning this match here but uh, a fun a fun opener and I- i'm always happy when i get to see briggs and jensen work but what did you think
2: i, I was very lost on this one i to, to- <laughs> I I watched this show with two, two, two Poison Runner family members, uh, Chris Leone and Matty B. Uh, believe it or not, I actually I, I I watched them. I watched it with them, right? And after this match, I had to be like, "Wait, who won?" I, I just for some reason I, there was nothing really grabbed me on this match. That everything just went in one air and 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 out the other. So um, I don't also. I guess this was probably in the show. This was the most confused I was about metaphor. And the last time I saw Lash legend, she definitely couldn't wrestle, but now she can. So that's good. Yeah, she had a
1: talk show and now she's she she's climbing men.
2: And, um, I guess just for the pop, who the fuck is, uh, Brooks Jensen. Um,
1: hey, if, hey, no, no, if no. If you no. listen to Eagle Stone, I'm fine. That was,
2: a that was a thing. But, um, I know that this is just because something, you know, something happened in the de- and on the iron survivor challenge that kind of set this up and anything to do with the heritage cup. I just a blank stare goes over my, my face. Basically. Yeah, is what yeah, I'm, yeah. Say.
1: I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the, the, the matches that had happened, but this one didn't have any of the times and stuff, but yeah, I, the fact that it's like still a thing that they're, they're grasping for is to try to make it something different, but yeah uh more on the heritage cup title championship is that what? yeah whatever it is later tonight but uh, i'm happy that I-, I do like briggs and jensen i am wondering if we're going for a split down the line which could happen but feed talking about a possible split in the near future we see carmelo hayes and trick mellows being checked on by the doctor and trick is like come on doc tell me tell me doc i love trick's uh overacting before i can't believe i'm so 180 on a a wrestler in the span of like a year or then some change but trick has just become something so uh next level here on the show i love i love everything he's doing right now and the doctor's like yo Melo, you're fine you are medically cleared to wrestle it looks like everything's okay here so you are fine for your championship opportunity in the match this week on smackdown which uh, also has been something that's announced. Shawn Michaels putting Carmelo in that, that U.S. tournament to face uh, one of his best friends, I think, Grayson Waller uh, on SmackDown, which is pretty sweet for, for Melo. But he's like, yeah, you're fine. And Trick says, okay, well, we can handle some business tonight because I have to handle mine. And Melo says, you handle yours and I'll handle mine. So we're, we're wondering what that means. But, yeah, I, right away, I'm like, Melo, you're faking it. You're faking it. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a weird thing because I was, I was kind of like, I got sucked in when he got, when he got attacked. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, someone's going to replace him on Friday. And then it's going to put like an air of doubt into, you know, maybe that person who replaced him is the one, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I've been doing this. And then, and then as soon as they were like, I mean, you seem fine. Whether as long as you can bear it, you're cleared. Then it was kind of like, oh, so he's fine. So okay, yeah. I think I think sort of know where this is going. Do you think that this has jumped the shark? I, I want to know your your thoughts. Not fully fully jumped the shark, but are we getting to the territory where this is this story has been the who done it has been going on? Too long. Is it getting in yeah. devil ter- territory a
1: little bit? It, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. Like it's been stretched out for so long. It's like trick. You're fine now. Maybe we could just let it let it go to see. You know. Uh, and and
2: is it a slight disappointment if it is? Just like oh yeah, it it is mellow because it sort of was really obvious. I, I obviously haven't been following as closely the whole thing, but it was kind of like initially it, it was pretty people assumed that it was mellow because of the whole sort of jealousy potentially or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. 100%, that that attack yeah. trick. Yeah. I love a and good who was, done it. Though. And then there was some, some fuckery and now we've gone back to that. And then is it, is it going to be disappointing if you just find out that, yeah, it is actually just come mm-hmm. out. Like
1: <laughs> it will be, it will just, okay. Be. Which, but, oh. but I want it to be, it'll be way more. Uh, it'll be, yeah, good, I, it. I believe maybe. We get a little, uh, video. Well, not a video, but an introduction to the breakout tournament, like wrestlers, competitors here. We, we had, they're all lined up on the entrance ramp. We see Trey Bearhill. He was in offensive line in Tulsa. We see Dion Lennox, also football. A lot of these people, they just kind of show their athletic background. We see Luca Crucifino, the lawyer guy, who's also an all American. We see. uh, is it Tavern Heights? Uh, I, I'm, I think my spell check actually messed me up here. But uh, also Greco-Roman wrestling from the Olympics. We have Keanu Carver, who was also a lineman in some football. We see Riley Osborne, who was a javelin thrower. We have Miles Bourne, four-time wrestling champion. Oba Femi, three-time shot put champion. And as they're all standing there, out comes Lexus King with a chair who hits Trey Bearhill, who falls over. Man, that was a really devastating chair shot there. And he stands there. There's people pulling him apart. And Lexus King just laughs. And it turns out that this chair shot was so devastating that it actually has affected the tournament and has taken Trey Bearhill out of the tournament now. But Lexus King just just straight up laughing Uh, there first of all what do you think of lexus king and his facial hair and now just his hair he
2: he looks you know the the competition that john away just had for the iron claw about who could play what wrestler in you know uh, or who could play like what famous person could play a wrestler or whatever this guy lexus king could he is splitting image of brian pillman jr And I I don't know if you see it as well. I know the haircut and stuff is a bit different. Um, That's just a little, I haven't been watching NXT joke. Um, Yeah. The, the facial hair stuff is um,
1: fantastic.
2: I mean, I don't, I ridiculous. I I, I mean, we into it, I guess like the young bucks when they turn heel, like to do ridiculous facial hair. So yeah. Why why not? Um, It's, gagging to look at but i guess that's what he's going for um but i i just i uh, this whole thing is very puzzling to me um this man was just on a, a premium live event for nxt facing a former nxt champion and now he is in the nxt breakout tournament which seems to be like his progress is going backwards then
1: um i mean yeah i'd I'd like to i would like to jump ahead because later on basically uh you know the new gm the rock's daughter yeah nxt's wild dickie the rock's daughter is pretty much the new gm she says hey lexus you shouldn't go in there sean does not want to talk to you. Everyone is mad at you. Everyone wants you in that tournament so they can get revenge on you. And he says, oh, I wouldn't want to, to, you know, do that. And she says, yeah, well, it's official. You're replacing Trey Bearhill. So, yes, Lexus King now is in the breakout tournament. So, I mean, yeah, he just wrestled on a PLE, So that was his breakout. But he needs another breakout. So, uh, he – He somehow fought his way. I guess his gimmick is he's a heel and a very old school heel. He's just doing whatever he can to get spotlight. Like, that's what he's doing, right? So it's- Sure, so he's
2: going to win this then, right? Yeah, he should. He he should (laughs) as a heel, yeah, he should. Because if he doesn't, then that's just- I mean, yeah. I don't know, you know, whatever yeah. they do sort of thing.
1: But yeah, you know, apologies for, for, for jumping ahead. But no, you, no, no, you, no, no. I, I did just want to talk about it. Cause it's like, <laughs> well, he, he is announced for it now. So yeah. Uh, um, sure. So, so yeah, I mean, I
2: thought the, the, the lineup of people, I, I sigh of relief when this came up because I'm like, Oh, finally, it's okay that I don't know who these people are. Um, Except they do kind of have some people like Luca Crucifino um. You, you know, know who, who that is?
1: Broader, barely know who that is. He's like a well, I mean, one-time. Men- on the- you yeah, mentioned yeah. him on the show. I've never seen him before, but you mentioned him on the shows. These guys are new to me too. They're breakout tournament.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I sigh kind of relief because I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need to know who these people were. Um, but I love the the guy, the second one that they introduced, the one that had the glasses on, and he's and he's all smiley. Yeah. And then he totally like Clark Kent, Superman takes the glasses off, and he's
1: like. Serious, uh, superman. Now,
2: <laughs> I, I almost like didn't recognize him as soon as he took the glasses off. I'm like, oh, this is a new person standing right here. Oh,
1: so, Clark Kent could have had an actual chance in real life to get away with a different, yeah, it, totally believable. Okay. Well, we go to the first match in the breakout tournament. Miles Born taking on Oba Femi. So, obviously, we have actually seen these two. Miles is somewhat in the the don't call it catch point stable that's lurking around with Drew Gulak and. Obafemi we've seen kind of have one or two matches and somewhat disappear so it's nice to see him back here uh Miles is in control here with a bunch of punches and strikes but Oba comes back and hits this like back suplex into just a slam to the mat like this is like what people do in real fights where they just if you're stronger than someone you just Hulk smash them to the ground uh Ma- Miles does come back though he kind of gives me young Randy Orton vibes and here he is hitting the Randy Orton snap power slam for a near fall, but it wasn't enough. Oba once again like overpowers him and hits this huge power bomb, just flat flattening this kid and gets the one two three and makes pretty short work of him. So Oba Femi wins, and I'd say is probably a sure shot to make it to the finals to possibly take on Lexus King. But what do you think of this quick match? I <laughs> I love. I love. I mean, bless the guys. And someone's
2: going to yell at me and be like, "Shut up! It's developmental and all this sort of stuff." It's okay, it is. It is also on live cable television. But you know, anyway, the point is, the when these guys started out, it, they they did kind of get off to a, a little bit of a rough start. It got it got going near the end, you know. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and I'll give them the credit for that. But there's just this one point where Oberfemi just points at the ropes and just says, "Run!" And the guy then just runs. Off the ropes and then gets the shit beaten out of him, which I just thought was hilarious. I mean, you could say that was intentional. He wasn't like calling a spot or something. Um, and if it was intentional, I just that's just hilarious. Um, so I, and I almost died when he did that snap power slam with that guy. That guy's huge, that obefemi. I was like, ah. he's big. He's big, I could,
1: yeah.
2: I, I it's an NXT thing. I remember like what R- Moss did it to uh Kenta and like fucked him up in the you know fucked his neck up. In um this is like on a house show. I don't think it was oh, on right, yeah. TV or whatever. But you know, I sort of like this is a breakout tournament so my my heart skipped a beat when he when he did that. But I was like, "Oh geez, that's you know pretty serious." But yeah, if you look at the brackets and stuff, I imagine that you know Oberfemi is uh going 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 to going to the end to, to do the job to uh Alexis King,
1: yeah. Like I, I've definitely seen more of Miles than I have of Obafemi, so I think Miles is definitely on his way with lots of the wrestling. I know he didn't win here, but Femi definitely is like got the the look being like a bigger, you know, more powerful classic style wrestler. So I think with that can go uh, even further. So would like to see where he can he can evolve into here. Ha- having that, it's like you know. Early stages in their career. We go to Lyra Valkyria and Nikita backstage. They're talking about how they hate these two that they have to face tonight. They're poison in this division. Nikita says that she's been on the shelf for almost a year. And if you thought my kick last week was nasty, wait till you see tonight. And when Lyra goes to close her or or open her locker, she's got a photo with her and Becky, but Tatum Paxley's face has been stuck over Becky's face. And, and Nikita's like, why do you have Tatum there? And she's like, Oh, Tatum must've done that. And she's like all weirded out because Tatum Paxley is stalking her. So uh, Lyra Valkyria has got her whole rogues gallery here. She's like MJF in AEW. She's got like waiting in the wings, literally. Cause she's the bird lady, all these like villains who want to mess with her and take her, NXT championship, but, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> look, look, I mean, the CW network strikes again in front of the lockers and, you know, yeah,
1: you know,
2: yep. but I really like this lie of Alcaria. Um, you know, uh, again, I've heard you guys talk about her. Um, She's good for sure. yeah. And I mean, and, and, and I, I don't doubt her, her wrestling, um, for obvious reasons. Um, but I thought her, her screen presence and her, her, I guess, acting is actually really. I thought it was really good. Like with her kind of reacting to this this photo and stuff like that. You know, maybe because she was across from Nikita Lyons, it made it was like the Meg Griffin effect or something, where it made her acting look a lot better because <laughs> uh, Nikita Lyons was, it's uh, you know. Left something to, uh, to to the imagination there, but uh, yeah. So um, I, I, yeah, I just again CW Network, but yeah, I was like the women's division is weird that I've from what I've seen here. Like it, it just seems like a I don't know like
1: a bunch Every, of everything is everything in NXT is like a mishmash, right? Like you have it's not just the women's division; it's the it's the men's. It's like you have I feel, all these like I nil feel, people.
2: The, the women's division, though, seems more like it is a high school drama. The, the men's division seems like it's a bit mixed all over the place. It's not It's not just that one thing. Um, but I also I don't really see much in a lot of the women just in the last couple of weeks that I've really saw in terms of going up to the main roster anytime soon, except for um, – uh, Lyra Valkyria, is that yeah? Well, and I'm and who Tiffany? And, well, you know, and, and I guess a couple of the sort of more obvious, you know, like a Roxanne Perez is probably there. Tiffany Stratton, I, I suppose I haven't uh, really seen that much, but just from what you guys talked about, and of course she had a Becky Lynch match that that people raved about and stuff like that. But there's like three people amongst you know, a lot that I saw. There was a lot of women on the show just even just hanging around and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll talk about it, I think, in the, is the next match, you know, like in terms of main roster ready people, even, you know, some people who are on the main roster, you know, in in this uh, in this show.
1: No, yeah, there is, there is definitely a, a few of them that are ready but like are here to help the other ones, right? Like that's how I think it works here. In NXT, they keep some people here that their knowledge and their you know expertise can can help teach others while being in programs and on TV. It's all like part of the the whole NXT kind of reason, is, right? Is,
2: is that why Miko Satomura is on NXT? Television I mean, she's she's
1: not she's not on TV any, anywhere. She should just be on the main roster right now. Absolutely. Where is she before she just gives up wrestling, which she shouldn't? But yeah, uh, where's Miko? We go to Tiffany Stratton. Who is being interviewed by uh, not M- Mackenzie Mitchell, but uh, Kelly Kincaid? She's sick of Fallon Henley. She says she she is nothing like me, and she can't live a life like me. She's a server. She serves people like me, and she's not top shelf like she claims she is. She can't even afford the top shelf, and I'll show that cowgirl where she belongs next week so it's official tiffany versus fallon i i really like this and then finally she says kelly you can speak and then as she about to ask a question tiffany walks off uh i i I think tiffany is definitely ready for the main roster and the promos the the wrestling it's it's all there uh here i i thought making fun of uh fallon for being a bartender was very heel tactics and and a cowgirl i found that offensive true yes yes very offensive uh so uh i i kind of hope fallon wins in this feud i think it could help her a lot more than it does for tiff because if tiff's not going to be in the title scene uh anytime soon she should just go to main roster i think having her in the rumble or something with some impressive feats could be pretty pretty good
0: this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd wallet smart money podcast Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. But
1: we also go to our next match, which is the Dragon Lee Open Challenge. Dragon Lee putting the North American title on the line and his opponent is Tyler Bate. Someone else who's just been hanging around developmental for quite a long time. Seven years for anyone who's counting, but who am I? I'm not counting. Booker uh, says, don't go to the freezer for this one. And Vic is like, Huh? What did you just say? And Booker's like, yeah, you know, don't go to the free he means don't go to the fridge for this one. Yeah, don't miss it. Like, don't go to the freezer. And then they start going off on what you keep in the freezer. And I
0: agreed with him.
1: I I, I was like, you know, freezer is equally as yeah, freezer is equally as important, if not, you know, somewhat more important than the fridge sometimes. But uh Booker, don't go to the freezer for this one. He should put it on a shirt. Uh we have a stalemate between Dragon Lee and Tyler Bate. They're kind of going. Move for move here as they go to break. When we come back, Bate sends him to the outside and hits his huge dive, throwing him back in the ring. But this time Dragon sends him out and does his huge dive, Tope, the headbutt to the outside. He's now in control. He gets his drop kick in the corner, just like uh his his Jeff Hardy, his naito style drop kick in the corner, and then his his brother's like triangle drop kicks to the face in the corner as well. Uh Bait comes back, there's an airplane spin into like a slam for a near fall. There's a German which he absorbs and then hits like a flying lariat for a two. There's the Tyler Driver that's countered into a snap Rana from Dragon Lee for a two count. And then what he calls now, because Thick Jess have said it like three times, Operation Dragon, which some may know as the Destino which is he hits for the win and retains the title over Tyler Bate here in a pretty quick match, but there was some some good back and forth as well. Uh, I don't think he hits the Destino quite like Naito, but it's funny how he's just doing all the LIJ moves, uh, all his matches, which is, which is great.
2: I mean, he might claim that Naito stole it from, not necessarily Dragon Lee, but I mean, you know, Naito as we know from you know the the whole i thing yeah. it all yeah. comes from all comes from his time on excursion in mexico right. so you know maybe that's where he learns it and dragon lee thinks you know what fuck you that's <laughs> not yours to be using but uh yeah i you know what he doesn't do it the same because I, <laughs> until until you mentioned it i was like oh yeah it was the destino wasn't it um but I thought this match slap like I use it, it. It was short. I mean, I this was one that I was glued to. I didn't even time. I mean, it had a break.
1: It. Yeah, they started before a break. And then when they came back, that's when it really got cooking. So I, I, I liked it I as well, to yeah.
2: myself when I was watching this. I was like, why isn't this the main event? And then by the end, I was like, actually, you know what? I'm glad it was in the middle of the show. Otherwise. I may have texted you Brayden and said, <laughs> "Look man, I think you can just brave this one on your own before the main event." So it kept me going, it recharged my batteries, which I yeah. failed to do, but it recharged my batteries and uh and and kept me going to the end.
1: I mean, out of out of the wrestling on this show, this was a hangover fallout episode of Deadline. I'd say this was, had was this was the probably the best wrestling uh, on the show. Uh but still, it was, a, it was a little quick one. But I, I got into it for sure. You can't I like-
2: say that anymore, though. About about you know, that we understand what the hangover was, which, which was, you know, they they didn't have time to tape a show after an NXT takeover, so they taped a bunch of dark matches at the takeover, and that made yeah. the yeah yeah. Well, that that doesn't exist anymore. They're live, so you can't you can't just be like, oh, it's a hangover show.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Like they tend to usually not put the same people who are wrestling on that, like wrestling, but they had a few of them still wrestling, but yeah, uh, it didn't get to like anywhere. I think these two could probably get to these two are easily like, obviously Dragon Lee has been on the main roster lately, but I think both of them could be, be going put Tyler Bate back with Butch, put them on them, put them with fridge. It'd be fine. It'd be good. But yeah, this was all right. Had some good stuff. We see Jensen and Briggs backstage, and Jensen's like, ah, you said you did it, and you did it, man. You you beat Noam Dar tonight. Like, that's crazy. He's the Heritage Cup champion. And Briggs says, yeah, imagine I beat him for the Heritage Cup. I could drink out of it. I definitely chuckled at that one. Uh, they then say that, uh, like, Fallon's got her match next week. He's got a match, and Jensen's proud. But then Jensen's like, yo, man, like, that Heritage Cup, that's in a whole other level, man. I don't know if you're ready for that. And it's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, like, it's different. There's rounds and stuff. And yeah, but Prince I understand
2: is- what he means. <laughs> he's like, it's like, dude, are you going to understand how this match even goes? I wouldn't. I would not. I, I would, would either. I'd be like, you know what? This is probably – I'd just go for a normal belt where I just beat someone up, and if I win, I get it, you know?
1: <laughs> so – uh, he's he's proud of him, but it looks like we are... Briggs is like, no, I can Look what I did in that, that Iron Survivor. I'm good with numbers and different things. Maybe difference what I need to challenge myself. So uh, Briggs versus Dar is probably something that's happening in the near future for the Heritage Cup. And he says he's going to knock him out and take that cup. So uh, it looks like Jens, it's It's all leading to maybe Jensen, who's like becomes jealous of the two, which is going to break my damn heart if they go that route. So, uh, damn, don't tell Davy. We get a commercial for one dead man show in Clearwater, Florida. Are you excited to go to that? You going? I would love to go back. I love Clearwater. It's a beautiful you, place. man. Look, love it. You would love to go
2: to Clearwater or would you love to go to dead man, one man, one dead, dead
1: man, dead man show. show? I'm I'd kind of be down for that too. You get a few Well, minutes. you just, you know he'll be where we will be. So no, we're not doing we're not doing one in Philly, are we? He's probably doing one in Philly. I
2: don't. I personally think that there's just going to be too much stuff. But I'm just saying he will be there.
1: I'll tell you right now. If I'm doing Philly, which it looks like i, I you know, I want to uh, for Mania. I want to go to uh, possibly the DDT show, and hopefully there's like a kaiju because like that's what like that's what I would like to see. But I don't know about a one dead man show, but it would be pretty cool. I wouldn't blame anyone for going that, you know, this guy's got like stories and he finally has broken character to like, you know, he's still the undertaker. So it would be cool, but I love Clearwater, Florida. I'm like, what? Oh, it's near the rumble, I guess. Bless him. Maybe he's going to do it at Hogan's beach shop. (laughs) Oh, oh, you God. know they're going to link up too if they're if he's in Clearwater. That's what Hogan I, I want
2: to see. I want to see Mark Calloway with the uh, ventriloquist dummy that Hogan has. Have you seen? Have you oh, seen that? Oh
1: man, yeah, it's so bad.
2: And I want to see. I want to see the Undertaker try and bark like a dog with uh, with Hulk Hogan. Have you seen that as well? No. Anyway, no. we'll. we'll I'll, I'll send you that. Please, moving man. on.
1: Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got to the Lexus King uh, Ava Rain thing that we talked about. So he's in the tournament. That's all happening. We do have our next match, which is Eddie Thorpe taking on DiJack. So Eddie got involved in the Iron Survivor, which costed DiJack a pinfall and pretty much the match possibly. So they have got some beef going on. And it starts with them just attacking each other during DiJack's entrance. Eddie comes out and they're just brawling before the bell. They start to fight in the ring. And I think the bell is rung, but they're not really wrestling. They're just beating the shit out of each other when, holy shit, what was that? When the turnbuckle flies off the ring and I could be wrong, but smacks Dijak in the face, in the side of the head, almost possibly ripping his ear off in the process. I've watched wrestling a long time, but I've never seen just two guys fighting near the turnbuckle when it just pops and explodes blows and kind of flies off and uh the ref looked 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 like me like the ref didn't look the ref looked like he froze for a few seconds and didn't realize like exactly what to do and i felt like he like i felt like that's how i reacted as well like whoa what just happened there and like then there's blood on Dijack's head which like yeah that metal thing like flew at him so it busted him open clearly the hard way here as there's still like they still need to pretend to be fighting each other. So they're like, oh shit, we gotta like fight each other. So even the two guys, Eddie and Dijack, are like, what the hell just happened? As they then are pulled apart. Dijack eventually slams Eddie onto the turnbuckle there and then pulled apart again. So this rivalry isn't over. But in in this weird, bizarre turn of events where the turnbuckle like flew off that way, I don't know if it was supposed to come off that way, if it was rigged for a different spot or something, but uh yeah, uh this was heated and I imagine sets up some sort of NXT underground fight pit sort of match, but it it's all because Dijack whipped Eddie Thorpe's tree, so uh it's gotten really heated. Excuse me? So Eddie Thorpe's <laughs> got the tree that's like his his like magic tree, and Dijack found out about it, so he like rip some of the bark off of it and like hit it. So Eddie Thorpe got real pissed uh, and that's look and look at uh, him now. Yeah. So when you said he, he whipped that tree, I thought that
0: was
2: like, whoop that trick. I wasn't no, sure no. if you were saying, if it was like a, a saying in NXT, this, no, this, 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 this was the equivalent of, um, you know, like just these two guys just should have gone back to bed when they woke up this morning. Cause just nothing went right. Obviously, I, I don't think the turnbuckle was supposed to uh, fly off in the way that it
1: did. Uh, I think it was supposed to break when he did the move on I, it afterwards, I, right?
2: I, I'm almost I'm almost certain that maybe somewhere in the match it was rigged to to do this later on or something.
1: Hmm. But I don't but he, feel like but he then like slammed him on it. So like I'm wondering if that slam was where it was supposed to break and he
2: Well I think they just had to improvise yeah. after the thing because like yeah you're right like the ref was like what the fuck? And then and then Dijak was just like oh shit I guess I'll just pick this up and hit you with it and then it's a DQ. The the blood splot the blood from Dijack came he he got it from getting thrown into the stairs before the match even Oh it started. wasn't Oh it wasn't from the turnbuckle yeah. cuz I cuz I was watching it with 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 Maddie and Chrysler, and I I was like what the fuck he's already busted open this is before the the turnbuckle spot this was as he was picking him up and throwing him into the turnbuckle when they did the replay Dijack's head came so close to the little hook that actually I had the, the the FTR was it um FTR hair. I don't know, I can't remember his name, but FTR hair. <laughs> remember when he got his 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 arm like
1: Yeah, yeah, it was nasty. I had
2: like the horrible flashbacks that the same thing oh. was just about to happen to die jack and his forehead. Um but yeah, this was like I think someone also used to say like it's like taking a shit after you have a shower, just like the rest of the day is just going to go wrong. I feel like these guys just <laughs> had uh, like, was one of those matches where they just should have, they should have just gone back to bed um, because it just, whether uh, you, I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to go like this, but I had the feeling after this, I was like, "Wow, that nothing
1: went right there." No, I think it was. Moving. No, I think it was on purpose. Absolutely, uh, whatever, okay. whenever. Like maybe not, maybe not. Uh, word for word, bar for bar. But I feel like they they did this attack to set up like a more violent match, which will be like, yeah, the underground. I think. Dijak, they've uploaded a promo cinch after the show with Dijak being like, "I I want him one more time." To finish the feud, so I do imagine it's like a, a gimmick match of some sort. So, I, I think it was it was done purposely. It was like Edge and Matt Hardy at Summerslam. They are like hate each so other it's so much. Kind
2: of, it, it's kind of weird though when they they rig a spot that it's suspended. wrestling. It's, but it's just, no, 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 no. I don't mean that. I just mean when they rig a spot, and that's fine, that the, the but it suspends people's disbelief into thinking, was it supposed to happen or was right. it a botch? It's like, you're not really supposed to give people that impression. You're supposed to make people think that it was definitely supposed to happen, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And not a fuck up. And I, I definitely kind of got the vibes that, like, I'm pretty sure someone fucked up here. And I don't think that's really what they want me to think.
1: Well, if, uh, it- Busted, exposed turnbuckles and bloody heads don't uh, interest you. Maybe some scandals do. Because we go to chase you and Andre Chase, he's back in action trying to get some money to fund the university that is just crumbling at his feet. So uh, he's been caught in a scandal, basically gambling away all the funds at chase U, the, his fake university so here he has a student meeting last week he asked for ideas what to do all he got was bake sale and car wash i uh suggested only fans but i don't think they got that uh, what, about, so, what
2: about a merch store
1: merch store chop dash teas. hit us up andre chase what are you saying uh so chase says hey how much did we make from that bake sale and a few students tell him that they made $66, Mr. Chase. He says, okay, what about the car wash? And they say they made 245 Considering the NXT roster and Florida, I think a car wash would have made a lot more money, but uh, I digress. Uh, Duke says, uh, well, that's like a quarter of what we need. A quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a quarter, plus all the interest. Plus, Mr. Chase you look like shit, <laughs> which definitely got a laugh from me. Uh, Thea and JC aren't even interested. They know that Riley has a match later uh, who's a a, a, for, a student of Chase U who's in the breakout tournament. And Chase lets them go to the Chase U section to cheer him on next. So they leave. And then Scripps shows up with a suitcase and says, hey, Mr. Chase, I got a proposition for you. Damn. what's What's going on here as it cuts to black? So, Scripps, who's possibly in a gang without the mud OTM. I'm not expecting you to know who these people are, but he's now offering Andre Chase a proposition. So, what could this be? We've seen Andre Chase; he's he's in trouble. He's dealt with Tony D and the mob, and now possibly with Scripps. Uh, this is all very, very uh, interesting here. What? What do you make of all this?
2: (laughs) Do you even know what's going on? (laughs) Well, I mean, when the guy turned up with the briefcase, I was like, oh, wow, it's Reggie. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He just had a bottle of wine in it, right?
2: I thought he was just an extra that they were just giving something to do.
1: No, no, no. Reggie's dead. Rip Reggie. This is Scripps, his real name. Reggie was his fake name.
2: It no, I, 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 I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Reggie's path. I uh, believe he was Scripps with a, with a wow. mask on at some point as well. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, just imagine me who's kind of dipping in and out, and I'm just like, what
1: the? Yeah, <laughs> the po- what was he? The, poetry, the poetic, sorry, the, the superhero poetic guy? I, I don't, don't even say. know what his thing was. But now, yeah, now he's, he's gangster now. Yeah. yeah, so I—I I mean,
2: this—I don't. I, this is just funny because it's just like, why don't they just declare bankruptcy? Because I mean, I don't. I think that this is just going to get worse. Could they,
1: yeah, I guess they could as a university. It's possible, but uh, you can't I mean, this you, has you, to go to Duke is acting way too uh, like blase, but I feel like because if it's tying to gambling. I feel like it has to revert back to Duke being like the poker player and everything. So I have (laughs) high hopes for the comedy gold there.
2: Sure. But the, the, the loans that he took were from third parties. Okay. Yeah. You you should still be able to get away with it. If you declare bankruptcy, like you should be fine, but if he's going to make a deal with uh, scripts, like he's, they're not going to care if he, if he goes bankrupt, they're going to break his legs. Right. Or worse. Or, um, or a popper pop cap in his ass or something
1: yeah i mean know. so chase is already looking rough like duke saying you look like shit it's because like they've made him look he's got like bags under his eyes he looks like me after work getting like
2: i didn't four. notice any difference until Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no he usually looks good but yeah Scripps and chase you they could be in cahoots what will happen we shall see but i'm i'm intrigued here they might have to do some dirty work to save the university. It sounds like the plot to some like '90s shitty comedy, but we'll see. We go to Blair and Cora Jade backstage, getting ready for their match, doing some stretching, and they're kind of trash talking their opponents. But they, as they do, they're they're realizing they're both nasty, and they kind of are getting on the same page tonight to take on uh, Lyra and Nikita. Uh, It was it was Blair who took out Nikita and Nikita showed up last week who kicked her in the face. And I don't know if you saw the picture that Nikita posted, but it was of her like kick pad last week where or her like pants where like it's just got this huge white mark on it because she kicked Blair right in the face that her foundation came off. Good stuff. We go to our next match, the second breakout tournament match on the show. We see a very new wrestler here someone i've not heard of keanu carver booker t had a hard time saying keanu clearly booker not a, him either. as big of a point break fan as i am but he had a hard time saying keanu keanu carver big lad taking on riley osborne this is the chase you the brit who's in chase you here uh riley tries some pretty uh flashy pinning attempts here almost like uh zsj if you if you will then a standing moonsault for a near fall uh, eventually hit counters a move and goes into a backflip but as he lands on his feet he eats this clothesline from carver who just takes him down this guy is uh, a monster he's then throwing riley around the ring he locks him in a camel clutch here kind of like the game over the recliner but eventually osborne gets out of this and hits like a, a chop to the chest here but Carver runs the ropes and hits the pounce, period. Uh, Picks him up, sets him up on the top, but Riley sends him crashing. Booker T was going off on the pounce there, like, shucky-ducky, quack-quack. As Riley has the advantage, sends him off to the mat, climbs up top and hits the shooting star press, and a one, two, three. Evan Bourne, I mean, Riley Osborne, wins the match here in the breakout tournament. And, hey, I was very impressed with uh, some of the stuff from Riley Osborne, a quick match here, but not seeing uh, Carver as well, who was just hitting some serious, like, manhandling on this guy. So, uh, like, again, short little stint here, but I was somewhat impressed from first impressions of these wrestlers. But what did you think?
2: Yeah, I guess since we had, like... Obafemi going over the it, both these ma- these two breakout matches seemed very similar. You had like the one like big massive unit versus like the the kind of more like speedy fast yeah, sort of yeah one. And I suppose you 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 sort of wanted opposites outcomes, I I guess. And I think it was probably the right choice in terms of Obafemi's probably a bit further along um than um Keanu. Yeah. they said this Carver.
1: was uh Carver's. Keanu Carver. What a name. Keanu Carver's first ever match, like I guess on TV. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, but I mean, they gave him like 90% of this match. Like he killed this guy. He pounced him into next week. Yeah. And I was like, long live Monty Brown. Excellent. One of the best to
1: ever do it. Monty Brown.
2: And you know what happened? I sort of was like, well, that's the match over. and I kind of just like picked up my phone and I just didn't realize. Yeah. Why was that not the finish? Riley got got up really quickly.
1: Actually, I was like, "Wait, what?"
2: (laughs) And I had to watch the replay to see how um, how Evan Bourne won, and it was (laughs) from 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 his his move, and then he did the diamond cutter sign. Um, he no, he's quite... doing
1: chase you because. Oh right, okay, yeah. sorry. I he's not he was... a Jay Z fan, yeah. All right, um,
2: but yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I was thinking to myself during this match, I was like, why doesn't um why don't they just take all that money they made from the bake sale and the car wash and and bet against this uh, Osborne guy. Uh, and bet against him, their own guy. And they have him throw the match. And then I thought it was funny because he ended up winning. That would sound like a total chase you thing
0: to do. It was like, <laughs> yeah
2: bet against you. Yeah. You <laughs> won. Ah, we lost all of our money. And
1: they lose all that money as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Never say never. They should start betting on the, uh, the breakout tournament here. For sure. We see Dragon Lee backstage. He runs into... Catch point, or what do they call themselves here? Oh, I missed. They call themselves, they refer to themselves as something else. And I'm blanking on the name. If Frank is in the chat, he would let me know. Sorry, um, this is the, the group, the
2: No Catch 22 point. Is that what they something. call themselves? No, oh. I, don't, I don't know. I Catch watched point. it. I was like, what the fuck? Who?
1: It's it's Drew Gulak and friends, essentially. I know uh, the
2: guys, but I'm like, why do you have this ridiculous name?
1: No Is Quarter Catch quarter? Crew? That can't be what it's called. No Quarter, quarter Catch Club. Club. Okay. Uh, all right. Whatever. Why? I guess I think Gulak owns Catchpoint and maybe doesn't want to give it to them. Okay.
2: So. <laughs> Leonie doesn't <laughs> even know.
1: Yeah. Um, we. So they, they're they like, hey, Dragon Lee, was that uh thing you did tonight? Was that just a one week kind of thing? Or are you going to do that again? And Dragon Lee speaks in Spanish and says, you should learn Spanish, Spanish. And Drew says, well, uh, I just don't have a lot of time to do that. But I've been meaning to take classes. But hey, uh, if you're doing this once a week, then are you doing it next week? And he goes, yeah, I am, actually. And he says, well, someone from us will face you next week. And Dragon Lee says, oh, yeah, who? And Drew Gulak says, oh, that's what the surprise is. You don't know until next week. So someone in this group will be facing Dragon Lee next week for the North American title. Uh, I hope it's uh, Regal Jr., um, Charlie, but it could be any of them in the catch. Po- what's it? Ca- don't call it f- catch Cedar Parks, catch point, whatever thing, group. Yeah. No future catch point. No quarter catch club. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, I like Drew Gulak. I like all the actual wrestling. I, I think Dempsey is a little pet project they got going on, which will eventually pay off. But, uh, yeah, right now it's, it's in its, it's in its, uh, uh re, rebuilding stage, I guess. Um, what do we got? Oh, um, we see Riley after his match, winning his match and Thea and JC and Thea's like nervous to talk to him. So JC kind of shoves her into him and she's like oh great match uh there Riley you know I've been I've been watching you and he's like oh yeah and she goes oh are you from around here so she's doing like the basic like pickup lines oh you, you come here often you're from around here and he goes no I'm from the UK and then she said he goes I, I got a shower after my match and he she says oh yeah yeah you look like you need to shower I mean you don't stink you're just you and she's being all like nervous and then he goes all right see you later and he walks off and then income Kiana James and Izzy Dame who are like pff, like you're hit, you're hitting on this man when you're just a little girl and then they got some beef here and Izzy Dame oh yeah Izzy Dame who f- famously made her name to claim at the Deadline show when everyone went who is that again uh but yeah what what do you think of romance and flirting in NXT
2: I've got more to say. I've said this, this is just continues this whole CW thing. You've already got the television deal. You don't need to be, you don't need to try and make it more attractive until you're on there. I, you know, I don't know. It, Thea Hale, did she, Does she need to be still in the getup though? I liked her before she, the JC Jane thing. Yeah. She, she's a bit, a bit, you know, plasticky, what is it? A vinyl sort of pleather kind of
1: stuff. That's, that's everyone in NXT. That's just all everyone wears that all the time. Yeah. Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, further, no further comments, Your Honor.
1: Um, Chris Leone in the chat says G2.0, meaning uh, Izzy Dame. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, also, Jay oh, okay. uh, right. J, J Salinas in the chat says, I'm buying that Ambrose coffee mug. Yeah, you are. Thank you jay salinas which is at, available at chop dash thank you joe <laughs> that joke? Shout that joe. joe uh what happens next well let's see uh we go to nikita lions and lyra valkyria versus cora jade and blair davenport this was all set up earlier in the night we see lyra in control as she starts to beat down on both of them tagging in and out as they go to break but when we come back during picture in picture there is a beat down on nikita lions we see tagging in and out with blair and cora they attack her leg which she just came back from the injury and we see uh blair putting her in all sorts of different submissions even a chokehold here uh finally lyra comes in she kicks blair up like all these swift kicks to like the sides to the head to the gut and then the huge fisherman buster but blair rolls out of the ring uh, eventually, there's a Enziguri on Jade who sends her down, but Blair hits her with a Falcon arrow. But somehow Nikita comes back in to break that up. Here, Blair at one point is now left alone with Lyra in the ring when Nikita and Cora are down and hits the Kamagoye. I'm just going to call it what it's called. And before she can try to get the pin on Lyra, it's it's uh, Nikita and. Who kind of takes her out, which allows Cora to slide in there and seize the opportunity, sneaks in and steals the pin. You after Blair hit her with her own move and pins the NXT Women's Champion Lyra, leaving her in the ring there. So the heels win here, kind of even muddying the 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 future of who gets to face Lyra first for this. NXT championship considering Cora just pinned the champion, but to make things even more confusing Tatum Paxley comes out after acting all spooky and kind of stalkery kind of thing, almost like the grudge or the ring girl. I'm not quite sure. And kind of scares, uh Lyra Valkyria there. So reminding her, hey, there's all. I'm also uh interested in facing you, but uh not my favorite match of the night, but I, I think we kind of said it earlier that uh Lyra is definitely like on a league uh, above above some other uh, some of the people on the roster. And I know Nikita Cora haven't been around here for the past little while. Like they took some time off, but they kind of came back the kind of the way they they were before. I didn't see any like Thing too flashy or or differences or changes thus far, but I'll I'll give it time still. I don't want to just hate on it, but uh it didn't do too much for me. What about you?
2: Yeah, I I kind of saw the whole the whole storyline throughout the show was you know, and even I guess from Deadline as well, where um Cora uh, returned when B Priestley, whatever her name is,
1: just one, yeah.
2: Yeah, just one, and so you can kind of tell it's like, well, what are you doing? You're stealing my spotlight. But then they're all like buddy buddies because the heels, they're the bitches, and uh, and and then because even there was even this bit where I, earlier in the night they were talking about something. She said, uh, and after New Year's Evil and then um, B Priestley was like, "Sorry, what's her name?" I keep calling her B Priestley. Blair
1: Davenport.
2: Okay. Shout out Wellington, New Zealand. She's she's from she's from where I'm from. But okay, anyway, nice. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, and and after New Year's Eve, or it was it Cora Jade that said it to her after New Year's Eve, and she's like, don't I don't want to hear it, kind of thing. It's not you know. So it's obvious
1: that they're just sort of,
2: you know, dissension. But is is a dissension between two heels really? Yeah, interesting? It, they
1: always do that. They always do that, and it doesn't necessarily work as much. But
2: whatever, you know, it was fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so that definitely sets up. I mean, we're definitely getting Lyra versus Blair, but maybe because Cora's involved, they add her to the match. I'm not quite sure, but it should be Blair. She won that whole match, the survivor thing. So as it stands, Lyra versus Blair and Dragonaw versus Trick for New Year's Evil, which is January 2nd to 2024. Wow. We're almost in 2024, people. It's crazy. Uh, we go to, hank and tank or tank and hank they got some new merch these guys are smart i love my bootleg nxt merch going on and they seem to get it uh we got hank in the t-shirt that's like this metal style font that says hank and tank but then hank or is that which one's hank seth rogan's the hank one yeah hank's wearing the same logo but like on like a work shirt like a polo and and it's
2: it's got stitching. And, you yeah. know, we can actually make shirts like that as well with the with the stitching
1: just like that. We should do one with just the frog on it. Work shirts, <laughs> the frogs on it. We need Hawaiian shirts, sticky. That's what we need for the summer.
2: Yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, they look like c- contractors is what my uh, girlfriend said as she passed through the room as these two were on the screen. She's like, what are these guys? Contractors? And I giggled. Uh, Gallus will come in and they say, oh, have you guys been reading – Tag team for dummies as they as uh, they laugh. I love Gallus. Uh, they say, "Are you guys ready for your match?" And Hank and Tank say, "You know, we know Joe's going to get involved, so why don't we just let him in the match?" And Joe says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not going to get involved in this. These are these these are Gallus boys. They can handle this. I don't care about this. I'll be there, but I just I'm not getting involved. So that match is next week. Gallus versus Hank and Tank. But then the real magic of this promo happens as. Hank and Hank walk off. Someone is sitting in the front of a forklift. And as he jumps off, he says, you know, Joe, it takes a Joe to know a Joe. And then he drinks a cup of Joe and then says, why are you guys so serious? And walks off. And that man was Joe Gacy. <laughs> Wait, what? So Joe Gacy's just singing nursery rhymes about Joe to Joe Gacy. So we're going to get a Joe v. Joe with a cup of Joe on the side. Okay. So hold on just a second. So
2: I do a show about John Moxley. I read his book on the show quite often. And in his book, he talks about uh, – Moxley talks about his time in CCW wrestling against a man called Joe Gacy. Is this the same man?
1: Yeah, correct. Huh. So uh, NXT can do a lot to someone. They can change – The guy was using like power tools and saws in his matches. And here he is wearing a worker's hat sitting on a forklift with a cup of coffee singing about Joe to a man named Joe while drinking. Yes, a cup of Joe. Did we mention his name is also Joe? What's it? What's what's the Joe that he was singing to? What's his last name? Joe coffee. Oh, okay. Then. (laughs) Fuck, so. so like i think i hated this so much that it was great uh joe cup of joe but,
2: but i guess it was it was pointed out that he's dressed like a, a man a man's man
1: he was dressed like a construction worker for some reason but, i'm not sure why but, but he
2: uh what, joe gacy retweeted somebody who said he looked like a man's man like
1: uh regal I mean, yeah, he was wearing a construction hat.
2: But I don't know. He retweeted it. So I don't know if he's trying to be like, yeah, you got the joke. No one else clearly did, but I don't know.
1: No, he was dressed like like an average Joe. I don't know. I don't know. what. I okay. really don't know. I really have no idea. I, I'm not trying to offend any construction workers, but this guy just sitting on a forklift and then singing about Joe is very strange. So, again, uh, not sure if I hated it, <laughs> but... It was weird. I'll definitely definitely say that. Uh, I have a friend who I think Joe Gacy looks like. And every week I send him a picture of Joe Gacy. I'm like, look, it th- you look like him. And he's like, at first, he's like, no, I don't really look like him. And after weeks of punishing him, shout out Jonah. I think he's now just agreed. Like, yeah, all right. Maybe I look like Joe Gacy. So uh, shout out Joe Gacy. Next week on NXT, we have Thea Hale and JC Jane taking on uh, Kiana and Izzy Dame. Plus, Fallon Henley taking on Tiffany. And in three weeks is New Year's Evil with the title matches also announced. So, oh, plus Gallus and Hank and Tank. We can't miss that. But it's time for our main event segment, which is a face to face between Trick Williams and Ilya Dragunov. Trick Williams comes out. The crowd here in the NXT arena are hype. AF, they're chanting, whoop, that trick during his entrance. I love this guy's entrance. I also love Booker T and the ad libs. I love that people in the crowd are now doing the Booker T ad libs. That trick himself is doing the Booker T ad libs. The crowd are chanting, you deserve it, after his big win at NXT deadline. Trick says, I did it. I did it, he says. And I don't care what anyone has to say, but that match that I won on Saturday, is up there as the best NXT match of all year. And I said it, which I was like, hey, you know, that's definitely uh, has to be in the conversation when it comes to NXT matches of the year. It was, it was very good. Uh, Trick says, they forgot one thing, though, when they said they couldn't believe that Trick Williams won the match. They forgot that I've been balling all my life. He says, don't call me Steph Curry. Call me Trick Curry. Mike Trick, 23 in L.A., Trick James, bitch, <laughs> He's got a huge pop out of me. Uh, great promo from Trick, and the, again, the crowd, the people are just so behind him right now. Out comes the NXT champion Ilya Dragunov, and Dragunov says, "Trick, you know you. I remember you brought me to a level as I did you, and I admire your courage. And I watched that Iron Survivor match, and you won just with a few seconds left." So you just the past few months keep riding this wave of momentum. And I mean, listen to these people whoop that trick and the crowd just start to do it all over again. He goes, you're the talk of all of WWE right now. Everyone is talking about you. But with all due respect at New Year's Evil, it comes to an end. And Trick says, yeah, well, a few months ago, I would have looked you in the eye and I would have thought about it. I would have thought, can I beat you? But that was four months ago, and I'm not that guy now. I'm the man here in NXT, and in three weeks, I'm going to beat the best NXT has to offer and become the champion. Ilya says, yeah, well, I'll do whatever it takes and kind of stares at him with that evil glare. When Mello's music hits, which gets a reaction from Dragonov and Trick, who are like not necessarily happy to see him, Mello comes out hobbling, and he says, uh, sorry, Trick, this can't wait. This is the business I had to do. And basically, Melo says, I didn't attack you. Lexus didn't attack you. He attacked you and basically points the blame at Dragonov. And Dragonov just laughs this off and is like, why would I do that? I already beat both of you guys like multiple times. I don't need to do that. Don't drag me into this. I'm leaving. And Mello's like, no, you're the person who attacked me. And you're the person who attacked Trick. And when they keep going back and forth, Ilya is like, what the hell are you talking about? Mello keeps going on about his plan, and when Mello goes to grab the title from Ilya, Ilya kind of pulls back, and Trick goes to step in when the title is swung inadvertently. Oh, you would have thought into Trick's face, knocking him down. As NXT goes off the air with Mello and Trick kind of acting all confused, and Dragonov's like, man, like, don't trust this this Mello guy, so the story continues and it's getting a little uh, getting a little less muddied i think everyone can make up their mind as the crowd chant mello's guilty as the show goes off the air but yeah like i said i love a good who done it in in wrestling and if they if they started the show with them trying to like redo it with like omello being like ah, my knee my knees it 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 didn't like get my attention but at the end of the show, they sucked me right back in because I'm like, yeah, it's clearly this guy who's turned on his friend, and uh, I'm I'm into it for sure, and I I I agree with what uh, Ilya said about the the momentum behind Trick right now because it is it is legit. Like everyone seems to be getting behind him, even myself as a fan. You just can't help not to. But what did you think of this segment? Uh,
2: um, I, a few thoughts. Uh, first of all, my question to you is that what was really what was Carmelo Hayes actually trying to get out of this whole show long storyline of faking getting injured to then come out and blame Dragunov? Like is, I mean, the match is still happening. What what did, what does Carmelo want by, by, by saying this?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. I feel like there's, uh, like he's he's already grasping for straws cuz it's like he wants to be in the title picture but his friend is and now the t- the champion like it's it's all like going to come closing down because Lexus is like oh I know who attacked him it wasn't the truth's going to come out eventually so it's pretty much like everything's crumbling so he's trying to like divert divert divert
2: i i i guess i guess i just like if it was me i'd just be like I need to figure out a way to get the title back on me. I don't know if that's really, you know, but like you said, if he's just lost his mind, then yeah. cool. That's fine. He's,
1: he's slowly turning like into the bad guy we we once knew him to be.
2: So it's funny because I, I, I'm not saying that the last time I watched NXT was the very first NXT 2.0, but I don't really remember – in any of the times that I've dipped back in, really seen much of Trick apart from him just being Carmelo's uh sidekick, or you know, his his second, you know, in his corner. But I remember that first episode, NXT 2.0. Oh my god, I laughed so hard at this guy. His promos, the beatdown that happened, it was hilarious. Along with a lot of other stuff on that show, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we knew what we were watching at that point and it was, you know, very much the, hey, we've just got to get these young guys, you know, over and doing all this sort of stuff. Now, fast forward to this. This guy is incredible. Like, and I've not, I, I'm not really seeing, like, I obviously saw him in the Iron Survivor match. Um, and I've seen, this here, and his charisma is just unmatched ins- for sure. insane yeah. that whole i'm uh trick James bitch, I just was like <laughs> I was like, wow, and he's got the the crowd in the palm of the, the, his hands that the one problem i've seen with w w e though is that they really struggle to transition someone who gets hot like this to the main roster and they either like try to keep them going in the same trajectory, just thinking that, Oh, if they just do the same thing that they were doing last week, but now they're on raw, people will get behind them, even though no one's really seen this person. And that doesn't really work. Or they just try and replicate the same thing from the start. And at least in the Vince McMahon era, he would always get bored and then just be like, eh, sort of thing. So he, I, I watch this and I go, you've got to put the title on this guy at, at New Year's Eve. Now, whether they do or not, I, I, cause I'm not a wrestling analyst or whatever, but when I see this, I'm like the Baron Corbin match with Dragunov, where I'm like, you know, what? Like, yeah, you, you got to keep it away from him or whatever. Like I'm saying like, I oh, know you've got it. This guy's the hot hand. You've got to put it on him sort of thing, whether they do or not, who knows. But, it's very rare and we see it a lot in AEW as well. It's very rare when you get to a match like this, where you go, it it, it could go either way. I feel like if they don't fuck up this Swerve Strickland thing, the first time that he challenges for the, 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 the world championship in AEW, it is going to be like, a you've got to put it on him kind of thing, as opposed to when MJF fights Jay White, you know what I mean? so, yeah. I just can't speak high high enough of no, of but
1: but that's but, interesting because like you you haven't necessarily watched a lot. Obviously, you listen to Up Next a lot, which everyone should. But you you've like noticed in the last two, you've watched the deadline match, and then you watched him cut this promo, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? This guy's not even the same person as he was the last time you saw him on. Yeah, the and Street. I hear
2: you guys, I hear you guys talking about yeah. him and I just think you're fucking with me.
1: Yeah, because I'm like. A- yeah, I'm like yeah. you know, is he though,
2: yeah, just right. Uh, and then you tune in and you're just like, wow, this is a completely different person. This is like yeah. when Dean Ambrose left WWE and turned <laughs> up in New Japan as John Moxley, and you're just like, wow,
1: look at this no, guy. I'm I'm it's it's such a great thing to see when when WWE NXT, this developmental that's what it is, actually work because like uh there's so many people coming through. Look at this breakout thing that everything was about like athlete this, athlete that, like. Not knocking Trick's wrestling, but no one can, you know, bottle the charisma that someone has. You can't, like, learn. Sometimes it seems people can't learn how to have that, and he's definitely found whatever it is. And can't wait to see. I, I'm assuming, fantasy booking this, that the reveal of it's been Mello the whole time happens at the end of the match. Like, maybe Trick's almost going to win it, and Mello costs him having the big turn, the big reveal, which then spirals them off to have a match at the PLE and Dragonov to still be champion. But like in a perfect world, yeah, Trick should eventually win this thing because he's the hottest character going right now. As much as I love Dragonov, uh, like the people have spoken when it comes to the crowds and the reactions. And uh if they're not selling Trick merch like by this week, like someone's slipping real hard. Cause this guy's been making his own like t-shirts and, and gear and stuff that's on TV but like whoop that trick needs to be on a shirt like three weeks ago so I, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with this because they genuinely have my my interest in not only the rematch of, of Dragonov and Trick because again Trick's a different person than the guy he was a few months ago so like he said in the promo so definitely interested and uh, interested in to see what happens with Mellow if there is as Megan in the chat says he smells a monkey wrench in this uh, angle, but yeah, uh, a mixed bag of NXT as it kind of always is. Wasn't too heavy on the wrestling, but my favorite part of the show was the final uh, segment with, uh, with trick and Ilya. Uh, What were your, your favorite bits? Yeah, I was really high.
2: I just really high on the uh, Dragon Lee and and Tyler Bate match. Mainly just watching them, just being like, "Come on, it's the Triple H era. Like, why is Tyler Bate down here? He's (laughs) the the same size as Dragon Lee, who is a SmackDown guy. You know, it's like, what's going on?" And then, yeah, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm so glad that main event segment happened, and we didn't end the show with the uh, women's tag match because it definitely was. You know, it's definitely like how you get people to kind of tune in next week. It doesn't matter if there was a bunch of shit during the during the match, during the show, as long as you, you know, leave the the show strong and you make sure you keep people there long enough to get to the end, um, then then it's fine. I have a question for you, Brayden. Um, an advertisement came up about WWE's events happening at the Wells Fargo Arena during WrestleMania weekend. And assuming that you were going to be there, is Stand and Deliver on the thing? Is it a yes, no, maybe? Uh, sorry, f- for you, is it yeah. is it on your itinerary? um and yeah i mean if, i mean so, I, is it reliant on on um on trick actually being wrestling on the show and if he's not will you, you know not
1: uh you know what um our friends sino and and fire frank uh, were just at deadline in uh connecticut there and frank messaging after like oh i had such a great time i just wanted to see dragon off live i was like man that's true i don't think i've seen that dude live and that's i've seen a lot of wrestling but not seen a lot of nxt wrestling live they've they're really just tucked away in, t- in Florida until they do these PLEs every once in a while. So really, I- I've been to the NXT arena back in the day, but I haven't been able to watch them live like I used to. I've been to so many takeovers and live events and stuff, but it's been such a while since obviously the whole change in COVID and everything. But uh, I-, I would because if they're doing the-, the stand and deliver during the day, it's like they're it's all in the little bubble. So like you can be there during the day and still manage to do stuff where it's not like you have to drive halfway across the town to to make it to this show and that show. So, uh, yeah, it, doing Philly, I, I think Davy, uh, Davy and I will be uh, going to that one for sure. So uh, let us know if anyone else is making plans that weekend as
0: well.
2: Yeah, put me down as a maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll right. see if I uh, I'll, I'll see what the card looks like as we we sort of lean into fair it. enough. I mean-
0: yeah. The deadline
2: show, I think going into it, I, there's it looked a bit hit and miss. So I'd hope that it would be and a it lot was
1: strong hit and miss, but yeah, yeah.
2: But I, but it's the WrestleMania weekend show, so I'm I'm hoping it would be a lot stronger. I mean, if you've got it let's say Mello and, and Hayes isn't I'm sorry Hayes and uh, Trick,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: uh, isn't isn't at Vengeance Day, you'd assume that it would be at Stand and Deliver, if not both. Um, because that would be a big mania. Yeah, game. I
1: think it would. I think it would be stretching that that length. I think you would see that match at that pay per view for sure, and possibly like a Dragonov, Braun again if he's still down there. I'm not quite sure who for Dragonov, but uh, we shall see. Because I did think uh, Wesley would have played a big part in that too, but uh, unfortunately his injury that sucks. So maybe Dragon Lee as well. But that's that's still ways and ways away. We got Vengeance Day and New Year's Evil and all these shows. We also have feedback here. Join the Poison Rana Facebook group. Search Poison Rana in Facebook. You'll find the, the page to like and also a group where we post fun things, including memes and feedback threads like this. Fire Frank writes in, shout out Dickie Bird for tagging in and salute to the launch of Crooked Teas. Sorry, I mean Chop Teas. I even put in my first order already. Wow. Thank you, Frank. He continues. Anyhow, I'm amazed one chair shot took poor bear hill out of the breakout but out of the two matches we got femi and carver looked very impressive lee and Bate had a fun match Mello is somehow looking worse and more guilty every week while trick is an absolute star oh yeah man booker t boys shout out tatum for conjuring 2006 stalker mickey james briggs and jensen still seem to be growing apart sad DiJack's ears looked crazy and he had match of the night versus the turnbuckle Real man's man, Joe Gacy, in the same segment with Regal Jr. was cute. Oh, was he? Uh, I didn't even realize that's why he did that. Okay, got you. Uh, wait, was he? Was Regal No, nah, it was a no. different segment. It was a different segment, right? Uh, episode was kind of on one tonight, but I wasn't bored, that's for sure. Till next time, BSK all day. Thank you very much, Frank, for all the kind words. and definitely agree with... Uh, a lot of the things you said. Uh, I can continue on here, Dickie. Just just take back. You're the you're a guest, please. We have some great, great feedback. One of the best feedbacks we've gotten in a long time from Dylan, who writes in Mello a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I, I'm loving Mello, man. He's he's said so good at the acting and I'm loving the storyline. We go to Emmanuel. Manny from Pacoima writes in good day to the Kiwi from down under one-third of the award-winning Only Dingo's Punch Kangaroos, (laughs) live from his alpaca farm, Mr. Richard the Bird. A pretty okay edition of NXT. The Dragon Lee Universal Challenge kicked off with a solid match that I would definitely like to see again. I'm pulling for Obafemi to win the tournament. And can someone tell Ava she can't be booking Lexus Tiger King in matches? <laughs> yeah, Ava posted a photo being like, is this Riff Raff? Uh, Lexus King looks like Tiger King and Riff Raff put, all put together. Oh, uh, where's Sean? He continues, I wasn't a fan of the closing segment. It's starting to feel like it's going on a bit too long, and hopefully the payoff is worth it. Question for Mr. Bird. Yes, hello. You will be interviewing The Undertaker for an episode of Only Eagles Live in Philly, where he goes to Australia to review Undertaker versus Dean from the April 26, 2000 edition of SmackDown. Finally, after a really four-hour show, I got to meet Andrade as he prepares for his CMLL return. Oh, and you got a picture with Andrade, I guess, from the other day, but... He's saying the Undertaker is going to join you on Eagles don't hunt flies, and I don't. To talk
2: about a match that I (laughs) am only now realizing, I I, the Undertaker versus Dean Ambrose on a random episode of SmackDown is what he's saying. Yeah, book it. Wow, I yeah, will look at, I'll look that up. That's not one that I'm I'm aware of personally. Must have Oh, my, Wait,
1: so week. so because like if we're getting a group of all these podcasters together for WrestleMania, you could do an Eagle Hunt Don't Hunt Fly live potentially. You got to get Bushby in. Well, Bushby's got to come over. I mean, I'm I'm very poor and like I can't make it, but Bushby's yeah. got a longer trek than me, so I can't really complain.
2: Oh, Bushby's got a longer track, does he? Does he? <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. You're not Australia. Never mind. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, we fine. find we go to Glenn, who says, "Shout out, Dickie Bird, and no one else." Thank you, Glenn. We go to Vince, who says, "Lexus King you, gotta Kevin. go." <laughs> Lexus King does gotta go, but also I love him. Thank
2: you. <laughs> mellow a bitch, Lexus King gotta go. Is this the normal kind of feedback you
0: get?
1: Uh no. I'll end it on the normal kind of feedback we get from Magan who writes in Lexus King was a wet blanket in this who done it. more on that in a second and entering the breakout tournament is a good excuse to segue out of it. Dragon Lee, Tyler Bate was the match of the night. Riley Osborne is an odds on favorite to win the whole thing. In addition to Thea Hale's attention, those two matches he had with axiom on level up helped jury still out for Nikita Lyons ceiling. That woman's roster has passed her over the eight months. She was gone. Jack and Thorpe need to blow this feud in a cage match. The closing segment did a good job of casting some doubt over the culprit of Trix's silent with Mello. uh, Oh, someone messaged me while I was reading that with Mello's desperation, driving him to point the finger at Ilya. Mello did that shit. Let's not kid ourselves. New year's evil better hurry up. Yes. I think Mello did it too. I think he's guilty. Yes. Uh, Thank you everyone for writing in there. Thank you, Megan. Thank you everyone for writing in for everyone tuning in here on the podcast, whether you're listening on the podcast form, appreciate you here on the post wrestling feed and everyone in the YouTube chat there. I see Martin Bushby, Megan, all the regulars there. And Bushby's talking about Dingo's punch kangaroos. That's definitely a shirt design. He says, yes, got to write that one in. Thanks Manny to that. Was that Manny? That was pretty good. Yes. Thank you. Snap. (laughs) Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next Tuesday. Davey will be back. We'll be chatting about some NXT and who, who took out trick Williams, but Davey and I will return this Sunday. As I said, we're going to do a new poison Rana podcast, talking about everything going on in the world of wrestling, WWE, the Royal rumble previewing some stuff with CM Punk saying he's in it, plus AEW and whole lot more. So Sunday, 2 PM Eastern time, join us on the poison Rana YouTube. And then the podcast later that day. And of course, patreoncom slash poison Rana for all the other shows that we do. Uh, featuring lots of wrestling and movie reviews, but Dicky, where can the people find you? The floor is yours, sir, for being a fine, fine guest here tonight or this morning in your time zone. But where can people find you?
2: Uh, well, don't worry about me. I'm I'm kind of boring. It is at Dicky Bird Media on on Twitter, um, but follow the follow the, uh, the the new merchandise venture. Yes, uh, at Chopped. Underscore teas on, uh, on Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, or facebook.com forward slash chopped teas. One word they don't allow. Yeah,
1: help us get the, uh, the them numbers up, baby. Let's go. I mean, go look, follow everyone.
2: Follow it just because we do post some interesting things that I don't think people really know. Like, for example, did you know that every single t shirt? Also has a women's fit style that you can wow. select. Look at that. Um, so you know, it's just things like that that we'll be putting out, putting out new products. We're not going to be going like super aggressive or annoying people. Um, just yeah, putting stuff out there, and so follow along, and uh,
1: and you might see something that that you like. Excellent. Yes at Poison Pod for everything else that we do. Check out all the stuff. We do lots and lots of stuff, but we can't do it without you fine people. So thank you very much, and we love you. We will be back. Dickie, thank you. I love you, brother, and hopefully I get to see you soon in Philly for WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure we will have one hell of a time. Uh, Can't wait for that as well. But thank you, everyone out there. Uh, Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And shout-out Lexus King. Oh, I forgot he... He calls his fans registered lex offenders and that's just like the cherry on top of the whole thing he's got going on there so take care of yourself goodbye and be safe
2: mellow a bitch <laughs>
1: As the new year unfolds, make it a year of comfort and indulgence with Minky Couture. Wrap yourself in the lap of luxury with our exquisite blankets. Picture the cozy moments, the warmth of our premium materials, and the stylish designs that define Minky Couture. Welcome the new year with the ultimate in comfort and sophistication. January is your month to embrace luxury. Visit MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today. Elevate your comfort, elevate your style with Minky Couture.